Hello, and welcome to our very first pre-season pod kind of recap and commentary and predictions for what's going to happen in the next season of Game of Thrones, the TV show. This is Kate and Laurel, by the way, in case you didn't know, but I feel like you probably should know by now, so a little bit of housekeeping here. The first four King's Landing pods on Game of Thrones, the book, are now up and available on iTunes, so please check them out. So that should be available for everyone if you want to listen to the book side of us, which I would recommend because we kind of tie the show and the book together in case you hadn't listened before. Okay, and now on season seven, the TV show. We are pretty much at peak GOT until, of course, season eight blows everyone's minds. So until then, Laurel and I um, will be <laughs> recapping and analyzing and commentating on this season. This will come out after episode seven. So in episode seven, we already gave you our whole long explanation about the editing process. But yes, we're putting episodes out again. We are a mere 11 days away. So to proceed with this podcast, first, exciting plots and predictions. So Laurel, would you like to start us off? Well, um, so two big trailers have been released um and i have posted like essays on my facebook legitimate for my friends to appreciate of my shot by shot analysis i think the best way to do this is maybe we can kind of go um character by storyline by plotline and kind of do a where where it is when we left it and where it's going so i kind of would like to start with cersei because when we left off she was crowning herself she had blown up everybody and Jamie was coming back to her I personally think that Jamie is not going to side with her I think Jamie is going to see her as the reason that the land is now in chaos that his children are dead um, and I would not be surprised if he just abandons her completely or if he kind of the way he does in the book just finds an excuse to be away from her um so i could see it kind of going either way where maybe he decides to be the general and that's an excuse to not be there anymore but he's still fighting for her technically um i could also see him just completely abandoning ship in which case i have no idea where he's going to go but either way i do think that euron and cersei are going to team up and i would not be surprised if it turns romantic it would be a really great alliance for both of them to have a marriage between cersei and euron okay i'm going to agree with you on like half of what you just said so in terms of the trailer what it does show us it shows us quite a fair bit of cersei actually and i want to get to at some point what the trailer doesn't show because it doesn't show a lot Um, which is probably indicative of what will be like the big plot twist so i might be spoiling plot twist but again i haven't seen the season so i don't know um so it's really cool that the trailer starts with cersei and it's definitely not going to end with cersei but it starts with her uh and what i really enjoyed about the trailer is how so much of it revolves around maps and i think that's indicative of what the overall strategy of the season will be which is getting the players in place for everything that's going to happen in season eight my hypothesis is this is going to be the most strategy heavy season ever of game of thrones my fear is that enough people won't die this season and that they'll wait for all the deaths (laughs) in season eight 
Oh. Um, but anyway, getting back to Cersei. Um, and like you, I'm undecided as to how long Jamie will stay in King's Landing. We know from the trailer that he will eventually get on horseback and be riding in a field, a flaming field. I also just wanted to say um i also agree with you that i think they're really hyping cersei in this trailer they're also really hyping Littlefinger, and we'll get to him but what i glimpsed from both of these trailers was that they want to make euron not seem like he's going to be the big baddie of the season even though you and i and uh probably most of our listeners know that euron is destined to be the big evil they're kind of setting up Littlefinger and cersei to be the evils that we're already familiar with yeah HBO, Game of Thrones, is totally BSing everyone on this. It's <laughs> <And> that, terrible. <laughs> that being said, I do think that Cersei and Littlefinger's plots are both going to be pretty much wrapped up easily before halfway through the season. Um, Cersei might be a little later, I think, but I, I don't think either of them are going to be, like, even end-of-season game. But we'll see. Okay, so quick since we're talking about Cersei, I just read an interview that was released, published today, um, which is July 5th, 2017, from the New York Times, and they interviewed Lena Headey, and she was alluding to coming back for season eight. Maybe that's a misdirection, which is I totally fun. I tend to it, not trust actors and producers in pre-season interviews. Okay, I just wanted to present evidence. Before we move on, um, I think we might see Casterly Rock this season. We see the Unsullied sacking some city and it looks like it could be King's Landing except in the architecture there are these red L's everywhere. And yes, I unless know exactly they did like a about. major renovation on King's Landing including like an architectural renovation, which is possible, I'll give them that. It really seems like it's a Lannister castle. And since yes. uh, Tommen was Baratheon, J Joffrey was Baratheon, it would have had to have been like a really quick turnaround for them to put Cersei's last name up on all the decorations. So I'm still saying that's possible. That yep. might be the scene I was looking at. But it would be really cool if um, we go to Casterly Rock. And in that case, mm -hmm. I could definitely see Jamie going back and trying to reclaim his title as the heir of Lannister because in every shot we see Jamie in, he is uh, wearing Lannister armor, not King's Guard. And not armor. the so mm -hmm. that's a really good pick up. I mean lot, he Laura. That's, that's he a good wore cap. Lannister armor when he was dealing with um, River Run all last season. So it's not River unprecedented. But it's kind of interesting just to see where his identity is formed through his costume. Yeah, especially, so this is, I feel like it's more strange because in all of the shots, even when he's in the throne room at King's Landing with Cersei, he's still wearing his Lannister armor and not the white of the Kingsguard. Cool to move on to Danny. Yes, yeah. at the end of season six, it's Danny there. Remember, she is sailing with Tyrion and Missandei and Grey Worm and, and the Darius, dragons. All two. And the dragons and the, the Thraki and the Unsullied. So there's a lot of people. Um, it's like, it's a group. It's, you know, the team is rolling in. And so we don't know where they're going, 
we have two clues. So logically, I would assume that they would be heading to Dorne as that's where Varys has been kind of negotiating. Um, maybe they'll just skip Dorne and go right to Dragonstone, but we know for sure that they'll be in Dragonstone because the trailer literally has Dragonstone in it and the Dragonstone throne. Well, I also so. will say I doubt they skip Dorne entirely since we see Yara and oh, yeah. Ilaria Sand making out. Oh yeah, Theon and Yara slash Asha are sailing with them too. Yeah. Duh. Okay. Um, so... Obviously, my main prediction from Danny is that there's going to be this battle with Euron at sea. So this will be like episode one, episode two arc, probably. Mm -hmm. um, before she even makes it to Westeros, Euron is going to try to attack her. Um, I don't know if he's going to try to marry her or not, how, how that'll all work. Maybe they'll have a quick parlay mm -hmm. and then just go straight into the battle. But um, we saw so many scenes, especially in the second trailer, of burning uh at night on boats and fire and water and it's kind of cool do you think danny and john are gonna meet this season yes interesting i i could see it in the final episode yeah but i oh, don't yeah. see it before the final episode we would be so hype i'm getting like overwhelmed thinking yeah. about how excited i am because all we have from the trailer is Danny having this battle at sea with Euron and the dragons. Mm -hmm. We know that Yara and Ilaria make out, but Yara and Theon might actually leave Danny at some point. We don't know. Um, and then we have Danny being at Dragonstone. So we don't really see her being active anywhere outside of Dragonstone when she gets to Westeros. Given the fact that all we see in the trailers of Tyrion is him looking in awe up at the sky and at dragons what is his role going to be here dragon rider dragon rider dragon rider 2017 that would be here we go Tyrion. badass but i also don't have it as one of my main predictions just because i like keeping my predictions to things that i'm like over 70 percent sure on we are over 70 percent sure he's a targ and going to in the dragon. book not in the show no, he and the dragons are pals. I definitely see him as a uh, as a diplomat. Um, and when we get to John's plot line, I can kind of work in where I think Tyrion's role is going to be. Okay. Speaking of which, would you like to move on to John slash Sansa? Okay. So at the end of season six, John is at Winterfell. Sansa is at Winterfell. Davos is at Winterfell. So John has just been made king of the north and Littlefinger's trying to poison Sansa against him. Um, yeah. As I said earlier, they're really, especially the second trailer, they're really trying to set Littlefinger up as like this main evil character. Like it's so funny. At one point he's literally like in the shadows whispering. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, like dude. My prediction is that Littlefinger will be dead by episode two. Mm, I'm not willing to start out as low as episode two. It could be something they drag out all season. So hear me out for why I Please. think it's going to be really early yeah. in the season. Okay, so my main prediction, and I think you agree with me on this, is that John and Sansa are going to together manipulate Littlefinger into thinking that he is winning Sansa. And then at the last second, they will 
work together to defeat Littlefinger. Yes. Um, because they know they don't have the ability for some reason to outright just kill him. It's better to make him think that Sansa's on his side. So it'll be kind of a, an audience psych out where if you're not really sure, you'll think like, oh my God, Sansa's falling for it again. But then boom, it'll be like, nah, they were like working together this whole time. She's always been behind John. And if you watch, I think it's in trailer one, there's actually an, a scene where mm -hmm. John attacks Littlefinger and it's really hard to see it's really quick and it's really dark <laughs> and it took me like 12 watches at a second by second basis um, but John attacks Littlefinger and it looks like it's still a, at in Winterfell yeah or somewhere inside it was dark and later mm -hmm. on especially in episode or in trailer two we get a lot of scenes where John is north of the wall so I think that John's going to spend quite a chunk of the season north of the wall for whatever reason we can talk about that but if we're talking about john attacking littlefinger in what looks like winterfell or somewhere inside i still think that's going to happen earlier because he still has to have his whole north of the wall plot okay that confrontation scene was really interesting to me because like you i was going kind of frame by frame and then i took the little like button thing and like was moving the frames to see it more clearly <laughs> so kit looks a little cray cray when he's attacking Littlefinger, there is a smile on his face. It is not, like, angry. Like, Ramsay, he was angry. Yeah. This is a little smile, a little smirky. But there's, like, it's a weird. lot of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. It's People aggressive. Like gung-ho about sure. it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So that's my Littlefinger prediction. After the first episode, I feel like I'll have a better handle on the pace of the season and where they're going to go. Yeah, that's right now. I feel true. like I'm stumbling around in the dark. After Littlefinger's plot, I'm not really sure what Sansa has to do. Um, Be Lady of Winterfell. That's my hope is that John will leave her in charge of Winterfell. Um, I could also see a potential Arya reunion, since we see Arya in the North at a couple points. And then getting back to John, I guess, because yeah. that's like about as much as we can predict <laughs> with Sansa. I think. Yeah. A really almost like like hitting us over the head with it theme of both of these trailers is that John and Sansa and Davos all gave long speeches about how we must unite or else fall. John talks about how our houses all fought together against a common enemy and we must do that again. Mm -hmm. And then Sansa says something about when the winter comes, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. Oh, and so, I and Davos that. says something similar. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they're really, really trying to get this point across that these three, Sansa, Davos, and John, seem pretty united on the idea that we need to unite the humans before we can conquer the others. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think that John is going to definitely ally with Daenerys I have no doubt that that will be the outcome of this I think he's going to send definitely Melisandre if not Davos as well to go to Dragonstone and meet with Daenerys in advance of him going there yeah I can't really tell you why I think that um, there's one shot of Melisandre in a not quite northern place that could be Dragonstone so that's one reason I think I thought think that and then I think Davos just because John would trust him a lot as a diplomat mm -hmm. and so that's where I see Tyrion coming in Tyrion working with those two 
to kind of be the middleman between them and Daenerys at first, and then maybe Tyrion goes and meets with Jon, and then oh, brings Jon back to Daenerys. Because John and Tyrion really liked each other. Yeah. They have a lot of fondness for each other. I wonder so I, why. I really see, <laughs> yeah. But I really see Tyrion's role as bringing John and Daenerys together. Yeah. and But I don't think it's going to be that hard. No. The trailers are not setting up any, and maybe they're just psyching us out, but the trailers are not setting up any animosity between the two of them. Yeah. There really doesn't exist. Unless the only problem that they'd run into is that one of them and it really could be either one, kill someone important to the other person, and that's what they have a beef over. But they'll eventually have to get over it. It can't last And long. then, um, just following up from that, John doesn't know who he is yet. Nobody but Bran knows that. Right. Daenerys might see him as a threat once she realizes who he is. I could see that happening. And then it's a matter um, of because... John telling her, like, yo, it's okay. <laughs> because technically he is the one with a better claim to the throne mm-hmm. than she has um but again i i don't see that happening really this season if anything it might happen next season yeah and i feel like john will travel south there will need to be some sort of talk again between davos and alessandra and they need to sort that out one of them might end yeah. up dead i don't know so i would say those are the main plots shown character-based plots shown Mm -hmm. in the trailer we can still go over our predictions in terms of the battles that are shown but before that do we want to wrap up any of the more miscellaneous yes characters who we don't really know about there are two that i feel like we should address the first is Arya, and the second is theon and yara slash asha okay and i have a couple more so okay um i'll start with Arya. like we said in our discussion of sansa just now we don't really know where Arya's plotline is going, but she is in the woods a lot, so it seems like at least part of this season will have her being alone again, and part of the season will involve some sort of reunion with Sansa and or Jon. Maybe Bran, but um, I think he's the most unlikely Stark for her to meet, and will she probably be trying to get her list done with the Mountain and Cersei? Potentially. See, it's interesting because I was sitting back and trying to think who could she take vengeance on now that basically everyone involved with the Red Wedding is dead. Tywin, Roose, and um, Walter Frey. Yeah. Who else is left for her revenge? And yeah, it would be Cersei in the Mountain. However, both of them are in King's Landing and every single shot this season, uh, of the trailer that had Arya in it was her in the north on a horse. Yeah. So I guess where that puts her then is next most likely in the north with the brotherhood without banners and the reunion with the hound yeah but the hound has to get to king's landing because i think clegane bull is happening this year so clegane bull will kill the mountain and then cersei will be killed by jamie at some point which leaves Arya with no one to kill (laughs) see i see clegane bull only happening if cersei makes it into season eight I could see all of that happening, but not until next season. Mm. Because we see Arya in the north. We mm. see the Hound in the north. I don't know. I just don't see them making it all the way to King's Landing this season. So maybe help out John beyond the wall or just in Yeah, the- I could see her reuniting with Sansa and then deciding to go to King's Landing. And that's... But I don't see her making it. How the season ends yeah. for her? 
interesting. I I really hope that Maisie has a lot of fun things this season because last season was. I mean, cool last season I think was too much Arya, not enough plot. No, no, I was so frustrated with some of their choices with Arya last season. I think you remember me being frustrated. Yes, and I was frustrated too. But a rewatch. And having everything in perspective, it made her moments so much better. And I promise if you watched it again, you would I like just, it more. There were so many things they could have taken her time for that would have advanced the plot further. And that was my frustration. Um, so we kind of covered the hound in that because the hound was someone I wanted to talk about. Um, and mm-hmm. then who else did you want to talk about? Just the Greyjoys. But Theon and Yara. Um, so like we said, they are on the boats going to Danny to Dorne. So we see one shot of Theon and he's on a burning boat. Mm-hmm. And then we see one shot of, or we see a few shots of Yara on the burning boats. And then we see her with Elaria. So their contribution, the Greyjoys, Greyjoy children's contribution to the overall plotline of Game of Thrones is going to be what they can contribute to Danny, what they can help her out with in terms of Euron. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, what they can do this season. Beyond that, I don't know. Does Theon go help John in the North for more redemption? Maybe. That he'll die. I I, I also am really worried about their fate with Euron on the burning boat because he has a personal vendetta against both of them. <laughs> yeah. And so I also wanted to talk really quick. We, we briefly mentioned Brienne heading yeah. north. What do we think she's going to do? I think she might go on different adventures for Sansa, making alliances or something. Maybe she and Arya will team up. Okay, I don't know if she'll go on any more adventures for Sansa. I see her acting more as like a mountain figure as he's doing with Cersei and just kind of being her protector physically because Mm -hmm. she, she knows the value of having a physical someone physically there to back you up now I think after Ramsey so I don't know if I were Sansa and exposed to all of like the potential for war and stuff I'd want someone I'd want a bodyguard there just to like make me feel better but then she also like you point out had would have great utility fighting with Arya and that alliance finally happened happening that they set up in season what five now when Brienne fought the hound to try and get Arya I could definitely see it we know the last time Arya and Brienne were together Arya did not trust Brienne in the slightest but I think if Sansa trusts Brienne and recommends her to Arya I could see that being a really cool alliance but I also do see Arya kind of as a lone wolf which makes me scared now thinking (laughs) of what Sansa said I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, let me counter your lone wolf fears with, I think this is one of my big predictions for season seven. And this is kind of sarcastic, but also very serious. Like, Namiri is making an appearance. We are seeing that dire wolf this season. We need her. So Arya's not alone. She has Nymeria, who has a whole pack of legit wolves. (laughs) Like, they are ready. now that I think about it, I could also see that speech of Sansa's being directed to Arya. Maybe once Arya wants to go out again on her own, mm. maybe Sansa tells her all of that. That would be interesting. I would love that. And also, it would be a really cool dynamic in terms of the Sansa-Arya relationship. 
with Sansa actually like giving her sage advice and Arya realizing wow Sansa's really come into her own and I can trust her advice and look up to her as an older sister um so another plot line I wanted to talk about is Bran mm. <laughs> oh god <laughs> because last time we saw him he was barely able to move with Mira, and they were headed toward the wall. Yeah, he was right? touching the weirwood. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, he is the only person who knows who Jon Snow really is, so I think he has a little bit of plot armor, at least until <laughs> he's able to convey that message to somebody. He has plot armor through the end of the season. I think he and Jon are definitely going to meet up at some point. And... I could see that going one of a couple ways. I could see John finding out somehow about Bran being north of the wall, and that's why John goes north of the wall to rescue him. But at the same time, he's not that far away from the wall, so I could see him making it to the wall, them sending a letter to John, John coming to the wall, meeting with Bran, finding out that Benjen is still alive, mm-hmm. and going out to find Benjen. Mm-hmm. Those are really the two plot lines of why John goes beyond the wall in my mind. I love that setup. Yeah, Castle Black is the perfect meeting point. And um, we also know that Bran ends up in Winterfell because he's in some sort of a wheelchair device in one of the trailers at the uh, Weirwood Tree at Winterfell. And there's a man standing there talking to him. And I have A, no idea who that man is talking to Bran. And B... Okay, so what else is Bran doing? Is Are we just going to see glimpses of Bran as he finds information that's pertinent to the plot? Um, if he gets to Winterfell, I'm assuming he's hanging with Sansa, which is another reunion to look forward to. But my main question is, who's who's there in the foreground of that shot, the one shot we get with Bran talking to him? And so Sam was the next person I wanted to talk about. Excellent. Since we don't see him at all in the... <sighs> trailer and at this point you and I are just assuming that Jim Broadbent is Maester Marwyn like that's not confirmed that you and I know of right no Mm because we've both been avoiding spoilers I think if it's not Marwyn then it'll be whatever the show's version of Marwyn is yeah and so what do we think Sam and Gilly get up to this season they have a sword they're not supposed to have Heartsbane yeah I'll just back up to the last few scenes we see and season six is Sam and Gilly and baby Sam have finally reached Old Town. They get into the Citadel, which is the center of all the Maesters' learning, where that takes place. They get to basically the secretary's office, the foyer, and Sam checks in. They tell Gilly, basically, go away because you're a woman and women aren't allowed here. And so Gilly's just like hanging out, I guess, in the same place. And meanwhile, Sam is able to instructed into the library. Sam has to learn how to be a maester ostensibly from his time at the Citadel, which he will probably do with Gilly. And whatever he does will probably be super important, which is why they didn't show it in any of the trailers. But also, it might be a lot of shots of him just reading. I could see them kind of pulling a, a brand and Hodor season five where we just don't really see Sam at all. I could see them not really giving much time to his training yeah and then he comes in season eight as like a fully fledged maester he's gonna be badass yeah we didn't talk yeah. about elena tyrell but she'll yeah. survive the season i think just for I cersei so to too. have a foil <laughs> yeah she's too good but 
I mean, she's one of those people where it's like, okay, if she gets killed, I won't be surprised, but she's not in my death pool. She will have a kick-ass time dying. Yes. If she dies this season. So just before we get to that death pool really quick, (laughs) I want to talk about battles. Yeah. Because that's one thing that the trailers both really tried to amp up Mm -hmm. and make it seem like there are just so many battles. Yeah. I was able to identify at least four specific locations. It looked like there were four separate battles happening. Okay. It's, it might be more than four, but I, I was I able to kind of see four different ones, I think. I, I would say three. So let me so explain where your where all your battles are coming from. Okay. So the two smaller ones, there's one at the sea yeah. with Euron and Danny. I agree. There's something that happens in the north. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I don't know if it's like a battle battle per se or if it's just John and a few other brothers with the others. I don't know if it's the others attacking um, the brothers of the Night's Watch, if the others are attacking the wall. Um, but there's something that happens in the north. Yeah, because there's... Um, the scene with Tormund and John running. Then there's the scene with the wildlings running from something that we don't see. Yeah. It's because it's behind the frame of the camera. And then there's one where John is outside of the wall facing it, and it looks like wildlings were coming, but it wasn't clear if it was wildlings charging at him, which would be strange, or if it would be just very clothed um, white. And there's another scene where we actually see the others kind of in battle-ish in the second trailer. Okay. It's not really obvious who they're fighting. I assumed it was John. Who knows? But it's not really obvious. Okay. Okay. And then it looks like there are two separate Daenerys battles, one with the Unsullied and one with the, yes. the Dothraki. Agreed. If it's all mm-hmm. one massive battle against Cersei slash Euron slash Jamie slash whoever... I wouldn't be surprised, but it looked like there were two separate battles. Yeah. I th- I agree with you on that. So if we do go to Casterly Rock, oh, it looked yeah. like the Unsullied were in Casterly Rock. Right. Okay. But then it looks like the Dothraki are on this plane yeah. where they're charging someone. Yeah. And Drogon swoops over. And so I just kind of assumed that as the Sack of King's Landing. Mm. Um, it looked But I could also see them... That. It could also be Dorne. That's true. Because it looks like the Unsullied are in a more of a green place and the Dothraki are in more of a deserty place. Yeah. Um, which is why I think there are two different ones, but I could also see it being all one massive siege of King's Landing or something. Well, we do know that they shot in Spain. So yeah. that's their go to Dorne spot. So So who are they battling in Dorne? The Lannister forces against the Martells. Maybe that ha- finally happens. I wonder if the Lannis- if Cersei would send a offensive out to get Daenerys as soon as she lands. Potentially. Or if maybe Daenerys just leaves a force of Dothraki to protect the Martells. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like we've speculated in previous episodes talking about Danny's kind of endgame. Or Danny's coming to Westeros game, I should say. She's has a lot of flexibility with that she has so many people already fighting for her. Yeah. I also, since 
a dragon is with a Dothraki, I'm now going to talk myself out of her leaving Dothraki in Dorne because I don't think she's going to leave a dragon yeah. behind. Okay. Um, should we talk about cool dragons? Drogon is Danny's. He's going to be around in at least two of the battles. Um, Viserion and Rhaegal will be around for the ship battle. I think one of them is going to be get a dragon rider this season. I don't know if both of them will. Laurel, please talk about which dragon you think will die and why. Because <laughs> I'm sad. Well, I do think that a dragon is going to die this mm. season. And I think that it's going to be the Night's King who killed Interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. I can't really tell you why. I don't have a, a grounding in reality much. This um, is Game of Thrones. It so just that's feels... It just feels right to me that one of the dragons isn't going to make it, and um, I don't know if... Did you ever read Aragon when you yes, were little? Yes! I love the series! That was, like, one of my favorite series growing up, and so after the first book, my favorite character becomes a dragon rider and then goes super evil, and I l hated it and I loved it as a plot device, and so I think it would be just really cool for the plot to have Daenerys have to face one of her own dragons... Um, so I, I, I would foresee, like, the others turning a dragon over to yeah. evil. The way you kill a dragon, as far as book count is concerned, is you hit it in one of the eyes. You pierce one of the eyes through to the brain. So, mm -hmm. that's how the Night King, yeah, or how anyone, would kill a dragon. And then we'd have a zombie dragon. Last but not least, we have our 2017 death pool, which we will resume talking about now. Okay, so I don't have this exactly in order of top 10, like most likely to least likely. I have this in order of who came into my brain first for death. Um, so number... Okay, I'm going to write okay. it down. So I Number one, I have Yara. This kills me because I love Yara. Why? And it came down to I think either Yara or Theon will die. And just given the fact mm. that this is a TV show and one of the worst, most hated <laughs> TV tropes in my life is the kill your gaze trope, that's why I picked Yara over Theon. Unfortunately. Okay. I would have thought, like, something completely different, that she might die because Euron knows that Theon advocated for her to rule, and so she's a yeah. bit of a threat. If Theon has a desire to rule, then you would kill the person who That's all fair, to too. I just, I think either one of them is going to die. So number two for me is Grey Worm, which hmm. all of these make me sad. But, I mean, both trailers had scenes with Grey Worm and Miss Sandy. And mm -hmm. um, so Grey Worm would be kind of an emotional death because we love Miss Sandy and we know how it would affect her. Also... The battle that the Unsullied have, it doesn't look like it goes too well for the Unsullied. There's one scene where they actually, the Unsullied open a door, a gate, for Unsullied to come run through. So it looks like the Unsullied are retreating. And okay. so that makes me think. We also see a couple scenes where Unsullied get killed on the battlefield. Um, so that makes me think that maybe these battles aren't going to go particularly well, especially for the Unsullied. And so who is our one named Unsullied? It's Grey Worm. So I could see him dying on the battlefield. Okay. I, I'm i also going to... Well, I didn't disagree with you about Yara. I'm going to disagree with you about Grey Worm because 
he has such utility as far as being a commander of this huge force of Unsullied. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes him really valuable to the show. And we're going to still have the Unsullied around, I think, through season seven. And also... So you need to have a representative. Missandei would be the one I'd kill. Just a quick disclaimer is that yeah. Grey Worm has been on my death pool for like the last few <laughs> seasons. Just because I think he would be <laughs> such an emotional death. Yeah. Well, he did almost die last season. Yeah. So you got that. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised when he didn't actually die. We'll see. Instead, they killed Barristan. Yeah. Who deserved Meh. to live. Yes. Come on, Game of Thrones. Seriously. Okay. So number three, I have mm. Cersei. Okay. Um, we've talked about We've this. already talked about this. And then number four, I have Littlefinger, who we've also already talked about. Yeah. Number five... Um, this came to me because I was thinking about Littlefinger. I have Sweet Robin. <gasps> that was on my list, too. I think because he has no utility to the plot. He's just <laughs> kind of a hanging thread right now. Um, and I could see Littlefinger killing Sweet Robin and that being the onus for John and Sansa to actually act against him because they needed to oh, wait to have an good. excuse. Yeah. Um, okay, so number... Six, I have. Um, six, yes. Six, I have. This comes totally out of left field, but I have Marwin, or whoever Jim Broadbent's maester is. Only one season, Laurel? It's going to three-eyed raven this? Look at how many important characters, like one-off season characters we've had in the last couple of seasons. We had that uh, brother what's-his-face last season with the Hound who got one episode. Prince um... Doran, oh. who basically had one season. Uh, he doesn't count because of his Doran plot. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I think it's no, I don't see it likely that they would bring in a name like Jim Broadbent for two whole seasons. I think that he's kind of one of these people who's going to come in and get killed off. Another reason I think this is because Sam is really on the Campbell's hero journey. If you see the a what? lot of the it's a it's a common literary like trajectory of heroes um Mm -hmm. and i see that sam is kind of on a hero's journey one of the major steps of the hero's journey is your mentor has to die so you think about gandalf you think about dumbledore it's just a very common trope in fantasy where okay the mentor character dies has to die for the character to actually continue his or her journey um, so I see Marwin as that kind of mentor role for Sam. Okay, with that being said, then he better get ser- some serious screen time. Yeah, I hope so. I don't. I wouldn't disagree with this, but I would like him to a get a lot of screen time and b make it at least to season to episode six. Yeah. If you don't make it until episode six, then you suck, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so then I love you, but seriously. Number seven, I have yes. Mira. Ooh, she's on my list too. I think once we get Bran to Winterfell, Mira yep. doesn't really have a role. Yep. And also, if Bran is starting to have feelings for her, it would be really useful <laughs> for her to get killed off so that he can really become whatever three-eyed raven, horrible, sad soul he has to be. You are legitimately so ruthless, Laurel. I like predicting things. Ruthless. Okay. 
No, I agree with you on this one. Her utility to the overall plot of this life versus death situation has completely gone in the show. She has gotten Bran through the north, saved him along with Cold Hands, and by episode one, I guarantee you, he'll be at Castle Black. So that is her mission done. Like you said, the other role that she's played in the show so far is a love interest for Bran. Bran, having a love interest is really interesting, but he needs to primarily, his mission is his utility in the story is the communicator between the Night's King, um, the werewoods, the history, pro- probably to John. So for him to keep that, like you said, to have him lose something that really means a lot to him is an incentive to for some sort of action. Um, maybe that's a negative action and maybe he turns bad briefly or totally, I don't know. But... Mira has a secret up her sleeve, which isn't really a secret if you've read the books or paid attention to the show before, is that we have never met Howland Reed, who is her father, who fought with Ned at the Tower of Joy. They introduced the Tower of Joy in season six, so it's time that we met Howland Reed. If Mira dies, maybe Howland Reed has to come to Castle Black or to Winterfell to pay his respects to his daughter. You know, I hadn't and even Jojen thought of retroactively. that. And that makes so much sense. I like that. Thank you. So then for number eight, I have mm-hmm. a dragon. We've already Just gone over this. a dragon. <laughs> I mean, either Viser- Viserion or Rhaegal. I don't know which yeah. one. Okay. And then... Wait, is that just in generalities, the one that Tyrion is dragon riding or not? I don't know. I could oh. see it. If Tyrion goes to the north, that would be a reason for a dragon to be near the Night's King. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> I don't like that. Change the Note story. that I don't have Tyrion on this list, so. <laughs> I will asterisk. Tyrion is not. <laughs> and then number nine. Yeah. I have a sand snake. Because they're all interchangeable. Um, and at this point, they've had so much complaint about the Dorn plotline. <laughs> like, they just want to get rid of it, I think. With a Sand Snake, I would also include Alaria. I have one left. Yeah. And I couldn't think of anyone. And so I said Ed Sheeran. Stab me through the heart. <laughs> because we know Ed Sheeran has a cameo. And I'm I so excited for it. He is a he has a good sense of humor, so I could really see him being like, I wanna get killed. This show's about killing. So I could just I, I predict that. And Sharon's killed by Arya is the only acceptable scenario. So I agree with you on Sweet Robin. Someone who surprises me that you don't have on your list is Septa Unella. Because it's her time. <laughs> I thought she already died, kind of. No, she's being held in King's Landing by the mountain in Cersei. True. So True. she's still alive for now. Hmm. Mira is on my list too, as for the previously stated reasons when you were talking about Laurel's list. Okay, so here's a toughie. Jorah. What do we do with Jorah? Do we find a solution to cure Grayscale? Mm. No. So then 
the disease has to advance to such a point where he has to be killed. I think he's going to sacrifice himself for Daenerys, but not until next season. You still don't know how long the race school will take, though, because it could... Yeah. They could have it accelerate to the point where, by episode two, he's as good as gone. You know? Yeah. Um, so, I just don't know the timeline for that. But my guess would be by the end of the season, he's gone. I don't see his utility in season eight. Littlefinger is on my list, too. Because either he gets through the season alive and ends up being a better person and fundamentally changing his personality which is not going to happen or he dies so he's going to (laughs) die in my ideal world my ideal game of thrones world um and then my last two i've really gone back and forth on i'm conflicted about is this cersei and jamie thing and we've talked about it throughout in various parts of this episode but what is going to happen because is this their time to go what utility would they have in season eight i really don't know what they have to contribute against night king and for me this goes back to a song of ice and fire prophecies and theories about the volunteer and then all of the texts that we have saying like i think especially from cersei we came in this world together we're going to leave it together so when the volunteer kills cersei the little brother. I think that's going to be Jamie. So does that mean that Jamie's going to mm-hmm. die then or shortly thereafter? Mm-hmm. Maybe. And maybe that's at the season. Well, I I really want to see the Jamie plotline advance this season as it's been doing season after season and really get a satisfying oath keeper, oath breaker moment because that's yeah. the nexus of his character. I think. I honestly think this season is going, Jamie's going to be the most interesting character this season. Really? And I, the only reason I say that is because it's so up in the air what he's going to do, mm-hmm. but whatever he chooses, he's going to be in a pivotal role. Yeah. He's definitely at the precipice. He has the power. He has interesting character flaws and past. And well, and especially since in the books, at least, we're almost... I would say I'm 90, 95% confident that Jamie is going to kill Cersei and that is how that prophecy will turn mm-hmm. out. Imagining that as the end game just makes his character this season especially just so fascinating. Yeah. We're really be paying attention to him. <gasps> we didn't talk about Gendry! Oh. I was waiting for that. Okay, Gendry is not on my death... Oh, wait, maybe he should be. <laughs> I could totally um, see them pulling in Osha. Oh. Yeah. Bring him back just to kill him. Maybe he shouldn't be on my death list because he is the single last living Baratheon we have in this entire TV series. But who cares about Baratheons? Daenerys is back. But breaking the wheel, you need a component from all of these families to really make it a consolidated a consolidation of power. To really engender the small folk to say, okay, I'm agreeing to this, and to get them through the wars. Maybe Daenerys marries Gendry. Uh, no. Baratheon Targaryens. Mm. Together. Then the small folk don't have to choose. But then who does John marry? John dies and becomes an other and rides the ice dragon. 
calling it now. You sound like April Ludgate, Laurel. That's the nicest thing <laughs> you've ever said to me. Um, I think I would agree with you on that a snow and snake might die. That would make sense. They don't all need to be alive. And Game of Thrones is frankly big fans of consolidating anything they can yep. about the Dorne plotline. Not better. Not better at all. I want a shirt that's just like a map of Dorne and on it it says not bitter. <laughs> Let's talk about Dario. Dario is on my death list this season because he's either going to get really angsty and do something rash and marine and get himself killed by whatever remains of the Sons of the Harpy or he's going to try and go to Westeros and resolve his relationship with Daenerys and die. Weird. I don't see him living through this So season. I thought that we're just going to drop Essos at this point. But they left yeah. him. Uh, that open-endedness with Game of Thrones is not something I I'm guess I with. don't think I imagined seeing Dario again. I thought it was just going to be kind of side out of mind. I will seed that whatever happens to Dario will might only be something we hear about and not something we see. But okay. I think that there will be some sort of something that we hear about Maureen. They won't let it drop entirely. I guess the only the I I could see maybe at the end of season eight, Daenerys deciding to go back to reconquer now that she's learned. Okay. But I don't really I don't I don't know. I don't really see us going back to Maureen and I hadn't even thought about hearing about Darius. Yeah, so I just, I feel like there has to be some utility to having that whole other side of the universe, you know? And maybe yeah. it's something that they won't ever address in the show again, but to me that would be a real letdown in that you've created this whole mm -hmm. thing and then just you ushered it in for six seasons and then just let it drop. It's still a valid, like there are still people living there in game of thrones world yeah and plantos that's true so anyway that's my thing with that um let me see if there's anything else i guess the last person on my death list dollar said let's talk about the wall i say in the most somber tones i can muster <laughs> um yeah. the wall is going to melt or fall down this season i feel it in my bones i feel like that's i think very that's true to my gut the last scene we get Oh. this season man it's exciting I think that's like <laughs> light of the seven worthy oh yeah there's gonna be it's gonna be amazing just mm -hmm. visually stunning feet of CGI I'm sure there are like tens if not hundreds of people who have been working on the CGI for the season yeah knock your socks off it's gonna be epic in yeah. the most epic of proportions Melt or fall? Any predictions? Fall. Okay. Why would it melt if it's the others bringing it down? I'd like to see some Daenerys action. <laughs> some dragon action. Like, hey, I it's think Daenerys fall is going to go to the wall. Y yes or no? I don't think Daenerys is going to go to the wall. I think Tyrion okay. is. Okay. Well, he could have a dragon with him, like we were yeah. talking about. What do you think of Dalaris and dying in that sort of situation, though? I feel like the Lord Commander is the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. <laughs> so I definitely see Dollar Zed dying. Okay, do we have anything else that we want to mention or comment on about Season 7? 
I think we have thoroughly gone over it. <laughs> um, if you have any questions, feel free to send them to us. How can they contact us, Kate? We are on Twitter at King's Landing Pod. And then we are also available via email, and that's kingslandingpod at gmail.com. So super easy to get a hold of. We're basically looking at publishing our reactions to every episode sometime throughout the week, probably on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and we can address any of your comments or questions then. So we will talk to you next week, or I guess in two weeks from this time of recording after episode one has come out. Yeah. Anything else, Kate? So thanks for listening again, guys. And um, we'll see you next pod. Cheers. We drink and we know things.